this hour by Frederick Remington fully cooked ready to eat bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. So this week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature John Martellaro. He's from the Mac Observer. A little bit later, we'll also be hearing from Josh Centers of Titbits. I want to keep saying take control books, but Joe Kissel took that over. So it's just Titbits. And of course, we're going to talk about Apple and more on the Tech Night Out Live. So, John, I wonder if you can guess what we should talk about now. Uh, first of I'm, all, happy to be here. And uh, let me guess, uh, maybe WWDC keynote? A WW who? <laughs> yes, the hardware bonanza. Wow. This is so unusual because rarely do you see hardware introduced at a WWDC from Apple. And when it is, it'd be something like the Mac Pro back in 2013. You know, it doesn't happen very often. And it's now it's like, like Apple, Apple to decided to let you in on all the Mac stuff it's going to do for the rest of the year, or most of it. Well, you could sort of see it as some, some sort of cyst that was growing and growing and all of a sudden burst for it. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. It seems like an explosion. I'm, I'm having trouble figuring out whether this was all planned and Apple was just uh, biting its tongue and taking the hits or whether there was some sort of meeting in October 2016 where Tim laid down the law and said, this is what we're going to do and started lighting fires under people. And then it came to fruition eight months later because we weren't expecting most of this. I mean, of course, the iPhone is a September event, but there are people who, including me, including me, who thought there wouldn't be a new MacBook Pro until a year uh, this fall, and they jumped right on Cabby Lake. We were expecting new iPad Pros. It was kind of a mystery what happened to the A10X system on a chip and the delay in going from the original 12-inch iPad Pro in November of 15 to today. But finally, the A10X is a reality, and that's providing a real hardware boost for what looks like a stellar rollout of iOS 11 and file access. This is going to be cool. So Very quickly, what I see, John, is that in order to improve multitasking on an iPad, they took a look at the Mac. Yeah, they took a look at the Mac in terms of the application dock as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at that and said, is this a picture of an iPad or a Mac desktop? Now, you can imagine a meeting where somebody sat down and said, okay, we really need to really push the envelope in terms of productivity. Let's write on the whiteboard here. What do we need to make this iPad truly the next generation machine, to make it mature and flourish, 
path to grow, married with great hardware, something that you know we can move forward with and we'll get people excited and spur the sales. Well, let's see, check the box. We need file access. We need a new dock. Yeah, we need features like the Mac. Oh, we already have a model. It's called the Mac OS. Let's draw from that. You're right, exactly. So therefore, the Files app is like making something that sort of resembles the Finder. Yes, exactly. And, you know, when the iPad first came out and Steve Jobs demoed it for the first time, I think it was, when was it, January of 2010 or April? Sometime in that time frame. I know it shipped in April of 2010. It seemed very sensible for the first order iPad, which is a fraction of the speed of the modern systems, to simplify things. I remember there wasn't even an NTP client in the first iPads, and so they lost or gained a serious amount of time. So everything was stripped out, and it was sensible seven years ago to have this metaphor where you just tap the app, and you only had one app on the screen at a time. But my goodness, how the hardware has evolved and how the needs of users have evolved. And one of the things that was a criticism of Apple was is that it had let the iPad metaphor linger too long. And I think iOS 11, with the files application and and the dock-like access to apps and the drag-and-drop that was shown at the WWDC keynote, it, all of a sudden Apple got together with its engineers, executives got together with engineers and said, how can we push it over to the top? What do we need? And made a list. And we're starting to see that. And I think iOS 11 is going to be one of the coolest iOS rollouts we've seen in years. Well, certainly it's very important that Apple is pushing productivity on the iPad, but finally addressing what was missing, or at least some of it. Yeah, because, you know, you you look at the sales charts, and it's been in steady decline in quarterly sales from, what, mid-2013, as I recall. And that's got to stop, because as I wrote in one article, I did kind of an informal sort of eyeball, least squares fit to the sales bar chart, and it looked like somewhere around 2021, the iPad sales went to zero, if you just drew a straight line. So, you know, that's got to stop. I think Apple's on the path now. I wrote an article just recently about that. I think this is going to be versatile. It's got to be a combination of the hardware and the uh, software to do this. I think they've got it now. And I wrote an article recently about how I'm just, I want one of everything, you know, the new hardware that was announced. And one of my readers confirmed it. He said, you know, I had an iPad Air. It was good enough. But now it's four years old. And Apple's got some really cool stuff, 120 hertz screen refresh and the pencil and the really cool keyboards. And the the 120 hertz is, I guess it's called ProMotion, smoother scrolling. So... I think the iPad is finally at the point now where people are going, yeah, it's time for me to replace my old one if I'm going to get on with things. And also, earlier this year, for those who don't need all the power and don't want to spend as much money, the regular iPad, the so-called fifth-generation iPad, is a perfectly decent upgrade for people who bought iPads three, four years ago. It's relatively cheap. Well, yeah, it is, but it's missing a lot of the... uh of screen features that um, the more sophisticated iPads have. Right, but look at the cost here. I mean, if someone wants a new iPad, 
and doesn't want to spend $600 for one. Yeah, I know. But what's missing, what's missing from the 329 standard 9.7-inch iPad is the laminated display, the anti-reflective coating, the ProMotion technology, the wide color gamut, the TCI-P3. I'm annoyed with Apple not spelling out the color gamut specification completely. They just, they just call it P3, but it's DCI-P3. And the right, but a lot display. of people don't care about that stuff. Well, if you don't care about it, then don't even put it in there. Just say wide color gamut. And I'm talking about use a, a lot of term. people who want to buy an iPad don't care about the frills. They want something new and cheap. Well, the, the 9.7 inch is basically a revamped iPad Air, as I understand it, with a faster processor, right? Yes, essentially. Yeah, it's got an A9 in there instead of, uh, I think, an A7 or an A8. So, yeah, I mean, if you're on a budget, that's a good that's a good iPad to get. But you don't have access to the pencil and you don't have access to the smart keyboard. So that's something to be aware of. Well, the question here is, is this enough to change the tune for the iPad? This, of course, in iOS 11, when it comes out this fall, will that be enough to reverse the uh, iPad I, sales drop or at least slow a, it down? That's an excellent question. Um, my take is is that this magic combination of the hardware and the software is going to stop the decline, and maybe we'll see the first uptick. Maybe we've hit the valley. I'm, I'm optimistic because of Apple's new energy. It's not, it's not just the iPad alone. I mean, if it were just the iPad announced at WWDC keynote, you'd say, well, maybe, but Apple seems to have a fire lit under them. They're very excited about augmented reality and virtual reality and artificial intelligence and pro users. We've and got more to come. WWDC cool. from Apple, lots of new hardware and more. John Martellero is with us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
rotation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with reputationdefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit reputationdefender.com. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for their glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust. The Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Before we progress, let me tell you the best way you can support the Tech Night Owl Live, and that's to join Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. Give you simple sign-up instructions. You get the commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio, and the prices start just $1.49 a week, so check it out. So Apple gave us lots and lots of hardware, I mean, they answered a lot of questions that were made about what Apple's going to do with the Mac, what about yes. the iPad, and all these questions, well, a lot of questions were answered. We've covered the iPad. We'll see how that works. I would love, John, to see an iPad keyboard, like a smart keyboard, where you get a real trackpad, like it slides out, and there's a trackpad. Oh, that isn't, didn't John Gruber suggest that? 
I don't know if he did or not, but I've been suggesting it. Ah, uh, maybe he stole it from you. Yeah, everybody I, else does. Get in line. I, well, isn't there wasn't there a patent about that? Because the question was, editing text is a little bit tricky with magnifying glass and moving the magnifying glass around on the screen. And if you could have finer control with your hand resting on the keyboard trackpad, it might create a better facility for being able to do fine edits. Yeah, that's been talked about. I think that's a great idea. Of course, the question is, where would you put it? You wouldn't. The iPads are kind of on the small side, so right. But I said slide out keyboards. Ah. Buy the keyboard and it's the normal size, and then from the bottom you slide out another segment of it, which may be kind of awkward for Apple to do. And then you get the trackpad. You don't have to have it if you don't want it, but it's there. It makes it a bit thicker, but on the other hand. It makes it more like a real notebook. And I think having to reach up to the screen or something or engage in awkward, <laughs> very awkward kinds of navigation, it's an ongoing That's dilemma because then dilemma. you have the toaster oven and the refrigerator combination. You've got two in one. But yeah. if you have an input pad of some sort, a trackpad, even if it's optional, that way you could use it as a regular notebook. And never have to worry about the touch screen. Think about I think it. I think it's a great idea. It's an interesting take on the idea of you know editing on horizontal surfaces like the touch bar, and reaching out with the so-called quote gorilla arm, you know, to to touch the display and have your arm get tired. And that's that's the ongoing discussion between Microsoft and Apple is what's the best way to interact with our tablet device. I don't know who's going to win that. It's sort of a Betamax versus a VHS thing, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it's totally different areas. But the question I have, several questions. Number one, the critics say that Apple should do some things that Microsoft is doing with the Surface. And I look, Surface sales, let's see, they were down 26% in the last quarter. And Mac sales were up. So they want Apple to emulate a product that isn't doing so well and hasn't done very well. The second thing is... The argument about the touchpad using as a traditional notebook, a traditional notebook computer using the touchscreen instead of a touchpad. And when you raise your hand, the larger the display, the more awkward, the more uncomfortable it is. I think Apple still wins that argument. I also wonder about people who buy two-in-one notebooks. How many really use it that way? How many just use it as a regular notebook? Well, the only data point I can tell you about is um, is my wife, wife teaches at a community college, and it's mostly notebooks, inexpensive PC notebooks. She doesn't see a lot of Surface devices, Surface books, or two-in-ones. It's mostly like, you know, Chromebooks, $300, $400, maybe $500 PC notebooks bought, used, or hand-me-downs are on sale, and a smattering of MacBook Airs smattering of macbook pros because community college students don't have a lot of money like thousands of dollars for a a macbook pro so yeah she reports that she's she's not seeing people bringing tablets to class not seeing a lot of high-end sophisticated devices mostly pc running windows 10 the best 400 dollars pc notebook with a 13 inch screen that'll run windows 10 for 399 or 499 so that's the only data point i have Well, I think here that one of the things people aren't focused on when you look at things like Chromebooks, they may be so much cheaper 
On the other hand, how often do they break? That I don't know. You got to wonder about the hardware. Apple does a pretty good job of engineering its hardware. Um, I've got a Mac Pro from 2009 that's still running. <laughs> so they're built really well. Tell me about it. But anyway, so we move over to Apple's notebooks after it was getting longer and longer between refreshes. They introduced the MacBook Pro in October. Now it's June. There's a new one. And according to one benchmark I saw, the multi-core processor tests are 20% faster. Yeah, I saw that too. Though the one this is this is great to see Apple jumping all over the cabby. Like the one thing that the listeners might want to remember though is that Apple's still using the low power memory system with the Cabby Lake processors. And so that's why these new MacBook Pros are still limited to 16 gigabytes of RAM. When PC notebooks tout 32 gigabytes of RAM. Some do, but not Microsoft Surface. Yeah, they're using the high power. And when we get to the next generation Intel processors, uh, Apple will be able to go to 32 gigabytes of RAM. So so what are you getting over the Skylake processor from October? Uh, basically, you're getting uh, 26, would you say 20% faster performance? And Cabby Lake it's is probably... It's 20% faster multi-core. I think it's maybe 10% faster single core. That's more than the usual annual change. I don't know if battery life is any different. It should be better, but Apple's saying the be. same. Well, I don't know. I haven't uh, dug into the processor details yet. But what's what's notable is is that Apple didn't wait for a year. They, I didn't expect to see a lot of hardware at WWDC, and I had to sort of pick what hardware I thought I would see. And my bet was on new iPads, which we got. But I thought that Apple would wait until the fall. Uh, and, and rolling out new MacBook Pros this early was great. And another thing that was cool was as they updated the, the MacBook Air processor. And, and why is the MacBook Air still around? I claim it's because of education. At the community college I was mentioning, they sell in the bookstore an iPad Air and a year subscription to Microsoft Office. You mean a MacBook Air. Say it again. Mac, MacBook Air. I'm sorry. At the, my wife's community college, they in the bookstore, they have a MacBook Air and a year subscription to Microsoft Office for five ninety nine, which is a great price. So that's why Apple's keeping the MacBook Air around is to fight off the Chromebooks and the other assaults on the education market. We've got more to come with John Martellero of the Mac Observer. Later on, Josh Centers of Tidbits. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good and you need to try it contact your longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to gcnteam.com are you living your passion are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most is working playing and relaxing one and the same as long as you're working for someone else you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion i'm pharmacist keith let me show you how you can work around your current schedule Create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. GCN. 
Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So let's persist in this, sir. All right, we're looking over what Apple produced. We have a new MacBook Pro. We have a new MacBook. We have the MacBook Air getting a very slight processor bump, but still using the old processor family, I think, brought well. Now, one other thing I read with regard to the MacBook, they updated the keyboard. It's a little bit better reflecting the modified keyboard of the MacBook Pro. I haven't had a chance to try that, but I want to tell you, I love my MacBook, my 2015 MacBook, and I love that keyboard. I type daily on the Apple aluminum keyboard with uh, about a two, two and a half millimeter throw. I like a short throw keyboard. And I have the big one with the numeric pad. And that's my keyboard of choice because it's quiet and it's short throw. But when I move over to the MacBook, I go, oh, wow, I would really kill to have a MacBook type scissor operation external keyboard. That would be great because it's even shorter throw. I think it's 1.8. I'm guessing that I remember that it's 1.8 millimeter throw. We have, of course, the magic keyboard. That's not good enough? The magic keyboard. Ah, you caught me. The magic keyboard is a replacement for the original Apple wireless Bluetooth keyboard. Oh, I have not had a chance to play with that yet. It didn't impress me when I heard about it. I like my good old standard aluminum one. I'm fussy about keyboards. You know, when you're typing all day long, every day. But, you know, I'm my, my editor, Jeff Gamut, he likes the Matthias Pro with a long throw and a distinct click. So everybody's different. And I guess Apple got a lot of feedback on the MacBook keyboard, which I thought was great, but it just didn't have the right amount of feedback and maybe a little bit more throw. So I can see them tuning that. But I always loved it, and I, I'm delighted when I get a chance to type on my MacBook. Well, I like the Magic Keyboard better than the Aluminum Keyboard, the original wireless. By the way, there's a new version of that now where... It has a numeric keypad, the wireless version. Right, you know, and I think that was a concession uh, as uh, to the pros. I mean, I think Apple sat back and said, what do we need for starters? And the pros, if they want a wireless keyboard, certainly not going to be excited about, you know, having that smaller keyboard without the cursor functions and the arrow keys and the numeric pad. So I've been waiting for that for a long time, and it's, it's welcome. It's almost like in the WWDC planning, they said, what are all the little T's we need to cross and the I's we need to dot that we've been, you know, that's dropped through the cracks. And this was just one of them. Well, these things happen and it's fascinating. But now I want to look at the iMac. So Apple promises iMac with professional features. And I'll give you the background before we get here. I thought, you know, it's very thin What about the thermal needs? We can see what Apple did with that. Oh, I have some input on that. Sure. So I thought, well, Intel has a new processor family, Core i9. 
then get the multi-core processors out of that family. And that might be the reason. But then I look at the high-end versions of that, and they're recommending liquid cooling. So I said, what is Apple going to do? So what Apple did was basically put the guts of what would normally be in a Mac Pro workstation and stick them into an iMac, the iMac Pro. It weighs only about a pound more, but looks the same except, of course, for the dark gray color. But they did a lot of stuff inside to handle 18-core processor, all that heat generation, 128 gigabytes of RAM, etc. Tell us more. Well, one of the people that I used to know at Apple was the father of the Exerve raid, Alex Grossman. And now he's the CEO of a company called Simply that builds RAID devices. And I invited him to comment on the iMac Pro for one of my articles. And he said, from what he's seen and his experience with thermal design, he thinks Apple is going to be fine. I think he was even stronger about that, that the fan design in the iMac Pro looks like something that he's accustomed to and has worked with in the past. So... You know, Apple over over engineers, and they got burned on the 2013 Mac Pro, where Craig Federici admitted they got backed into a thermal corner. So, you know that the fan design for the iMac Pro in these 18 cores is going to be robust, and Alex Grossman confirmed that to me. So, I think we're fine there. You see, that was a question raised on the com by somebody. Is Apple going to be in a corner when it comes time next year when there's a new lineup of Xeons? And my feeling is, as you say, they allowed for what the future roadmap for Intel would be, and they over-engineered to compensate to make sure that they can continue to upgrade this with newer silicon every year for the next few years until there's a redesign. Yeah. So I'm happy to provide the data point and sort of address the speculation. It, it is proper to worry about it, but you got to have some information to back you up. Yeah, and I think I could see the example of the Mac Pro, but I think Apple learned. And yeah, the other thing here, okay, <laughs> so we have that. It's going to be humongously expensive, the iMac Pro. It's going to start at $49.99. And you got the 18 cores and the four terabytes of solid-state storage and 128 gigabytes of very expensive ECC RAM. ECC air correction. Yeah, of course. You are talking here of twelve to $15,000 maxed out. Well, you know, I don't see that as a problem because the pros use this equipment from corporate funds, research funds. That's not. We're not talking about a machine that somebody would buy and put in their home unless they're, you know, ex- exceptionally wealthy. When the corporation is, is or the university is buying the equipment, and when time is money, and when computation is paramount, people are going to buy these machines. The pros have been crying out for serious computational ability and attention to their needs. And this is phase one. Phase two will be the Mac Pro, which will have the modularity and expansion capability and and even more capacity for perhaps you know external GPUs with Thunderbolt 3 and so on and so on. I think this machine is probably Apple's sort of revelation that you know we, we, we couldn't get by with halfway machines before and try to do a trade between power and price. People are willing to pay for the power if, if only Apple would deliver it, and here we go. 
So thanks to Apple. I think they'll sell like hotcakes. And even if they don't sell like hotcakes, they'll be a glorious halo machine for Apple, for people to aspire to. But they're going to sell a lot of them to universities and research groups and, and designers and corporations and people who have uh, extra money to spend when time is money. There's one thing here that's very interesting. That is, I think that the next Mac Pros could be more compact than people might expect, considering the fact of what Apple could do with the iMac Pro. Yes, of course, it's going to be modular. You'll be able to swap out all the guts and everything. But it's going to be a lot smaller than you might have expected. Well, I think it's going to be bigger than the current 2013 Mac Pro, if for no other reason than, as we talked about, heat dissipation. Right. I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking in terms of the other one. The oh, dryer, the cheese grater, the cheese grater weighing 42 <laughs> yeah. pounds. No, this is not going to weigh 42 pounds. No, no, it's not. It's going to be in between, right? And I think it's going to be more conventional looking instead of going for style and artistic design like the 2013 Mac Pro. I think Apple's going to be more industrially pro-ish minded in terms of the design. Oh, it'll look great. That'll be the challenge. And that's something that's been on my mind lately. How do you build a computer that is great when it comes to cooling and modularity, but still has that Apple design touch to it? That's what's going to be cool. We've got more to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash otcpaininfo. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. I'm the Tech Night Owl live, John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. Later on, Josh Centers of Tidbits. We're talking about Apple's announcements what we expect in maybe the Mac Pro in 2018, Apple promising also a display of some sort. And I'm thinking Apple already has the 5K. They could do that now. They've already got it done for them by proxy, sort of, by LG, the ultra-fine 5K display. So Apple's new display will be 8K. What a disaster the LG thing was. The lack of availability, the um, problem with uh, electromagnetic shielding, the dropping of Apple's branding and culture into a third party. I think Apple's just decided that after a disastrous experiment with um, with that. LG, that Apple's back for the Pro. And I think we'll see a resurrection of the cinema display in all its glory for marrying to the next generation Mac Pro. And the reason I say 8K is one reason, and that is more and more movie makers are shooting in 8K. Of course. you got to plan for the future. Being able to edit 4K video, though, requires 5K, so you have some room on the display. Well, that's the thing here. If you're making 8K video, what would you have, 10K? (laughs) I don't know boggles the mind it, it really does but i think apple's going to come back in that market 
Uh, you know, I, I, I think there was this sort of come to Jesus meeting where, where Apple just decided that some of the things they were doing just weren't panning out. You know, they, they'd lost the thread of the, the pro customer and had this experiment with LG and, and did nothing to assure the pros about what was going to happen next with the Mac Pro. So um, I, think, I think we can be really optimistic now about Apple's renewed emphasis. I mean, this burst of hardware at WWDC is very reassuring that, that Apple has worked hard. It took months to develop all of this. And it's going to take more months to develop and, and ship the iMac Pro and then later, hopefully in 2018, the Mac Pro. Hey, just noticed Dell has coming in July the UP3218K. It's a display with 31 and a half inch screen, 8K. It's $5,000. Well, again, when, when it's pro level equipment, uh, you're going to be marketing to the, the, the pros. You know, we, we tend to think of Apple's marketing aspect as what we see in the retail stores. But remember, Apple has a, a sales, a, a field mobile sales force team that visits customers. The corporations have their own Apple sales rep who visits them from time to time. And these field sales people go out and have their customers and they visit them and provide solutions for them. So if you're visiting, say, the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, and they've got a lot of money to spend on a simulation system for uh, some some sort of new science experiment, you're going to want to deliver, you know, first class equipment, and they're going to go, oh, yeah, where do I sign? So it's, it's different than the consumer market. So I'm looking at the specs of this Dell. It's going to need two DisplayPort 1.3 cables. Or I would assume also that if it could work on a MacBook Pro, you'd probably have to use two cables. You can drive two 5K displays or one 8K display. Notice also in the iMac specs, the regular iMac, the new model, can drive a 5K display. So you have two 5K displays, the internal and external. The iMac Pro can drive two external 5K displays. So you have three. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you hit on something indirectly that I wanted to comment on, and that was after the Apple event in October of 2016, the Hello Again uh, Mac event, people sort of, in my perspective, gave some pushback to Apple. And and when Apple showed this desk where they had the speakers on the side and they had a MacBook Pro in the middle driving two LG external displays, and people were going, you know, maybe for some Maybe some people want to carry around a MacBook Pro and then connect it to big displays when they when they settle down. But the rest of us, we need some real horsepower. And and so the idea that you should be driving all your big displays from a MacBook Pro is kind of a, you know unappealing to a lot of engineering, scientific, corporate, professional, technical computing people. So that's that's why I'm not too worried about limits uh, in MacBook Pro's ability to drive external displays. I'm assuming it's going to be whatever is in the technology and that Apple will accommodate all this stuff. I'm just thinking, what will Apple want to offer for a killer display for the new Mac Pro? And offering, how's this, an AK display and the ability 
of the graphics hardware to drive two 8K yeah. displays. Yeah, I, I think now that we've seen Apple kind of let loose, um, that would be very reasonable for the Mac Pro to be able to drive twin 8K displays. One, one for your primary editing of your video and another one for your apps. Yep. Yeah, Apple, it's not holding back anymore, are they? Doesn't look like it. Well, certainly the Mac got the love, and as I said, Apple basically introduced pretty much all of the Macs you expect for 2017, except for the Mac Mini. Where is the Mac Mini? That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, when was the Mac Mini last updated? It was the fall of 2014, right? So we're Definitely up 2014, on, yes. Coming up on three years. You know, that's the one thing in all this post-WWDC discussion, keynote discussion, I have not seen any glimmerings of. The Mac Mini might be dead. It's sort of in the same category as the iPad Mini. Still shipping, still available, but kind of looking <laughs> it's like it's not going to last. Yeah, but you know, you think of that, but then Apple made this curious comment that they seem to like the Mac Mini during that roundtable. And that some of the people who use the Mac Mini are pro users. And I was thinking maybe they're working on something that's a little bit more beefed up. Are you talking about the show with John Gruber and the roundtable with Schiller? Yes, the roundtable. They made like one comment about it. Oh, I I was thinking here. Right. And I was thinking here, you know, if Apple wants to go that route, they could look at this, what is it, the Z2 from HP? It's a mini workstation. It's only uh-huh. slightly larger than a Mac Mini, like an inch or so. And it weighs a couple of pounds more. But that's another thing Apple could do here is deliver a small computer that can be given some level of professional refinement. Oh, I don't know. I think the Mac Mini is going to be more geared towards the consumer. I think there's a lot of people who are in a sort of a purchase limbo where they're trying to figure out how to transition from an older machine to a newer machine. You know, they might have a, an ancient iMac or something, and they don't want to spend a whole lot of money on another iMac. Uh, but they've got a lot of files and email and, and apps that they want to kind of carry forward in time. But they're worried about an older machine dying, and, and they have an extra display hanging around. So and um, a Mac Mini is the perfect solution for that kind of scenario. They also kind of, use them in data centers. You know, they have servers. Yes, absolutely. And maybe what data. Apple needs to do, recognizing the use case here, is perhaps come up with some more guts inside, a little bit more powerful innards to accommodate more server use, even if it's a home server or a small server in an office. Well, the only thing I can say is, is that given what we saw at the WWDC keynote and the energy and enthusiasm uh, that Apple showed, uh, my spirits are up now, hoping that there'll be a refreshed Mac Mini. That would be great. Well, I'll give Apple something to announce this fall. Sure, sure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they. Well, I heard in that, in that same roundtable with Schiller and Federighi and Gruber that the original cut of the keynote was three and a half hours, and they pared it down to what, two hours and 10 minutes or so? So. Sure, there's some stuff they had to leave out. Let's look at the operating systems. Now, the big thing, one of the big things coming 
most people probably wouldn't even notice it. One of the big things coming in High Sierra, Mac OS High Sierra, is going to be that brand new file system, the Apple file system. It's already there on iOS 10.3 or later, but it's going to come to the Mac, and that's going to mean a few things. Certainly, I hope freedom from possible data corruption on your hard drive, better security, that sort of thing. We've got more to come with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, folks, a file system is something that's, you know, geeky, dark and dirty. But we're seeing the results of our interactions with the file system whenever you open a file, look at a file, close a file, print, doing something with the file system. So the Apple file system, can we talk about it in a way that it's not going to turn off the listeners? Hmm. Well, let's see. One of the things that they demoed during the keynote was the speed of copying files, which is almost instantaneous because of the way APFS works. So that's one big plus. Another is more control over security, file level security. 
So I'm looking forward to the day when you can, I think, simply say, you know, I want to encrypt that file as opposed to right now having to create an encrypted DMG and drop everything in there. You know, if you think about your experience with your iPhone, when if you upgraded to iOS 10.3, you had APFS installed there. And Apple's got probably hundreds of millions of hours now of feedback of people using APFS on their iPhones. And it looks like it's pretty solid. So some of the things that Apple wants to be able to do for the future for uh, security and for modernization uh, and features of the of the Mac kind of depend on APFS. Uh, and I'm glad that Apple's bringing it out by as a default. Some people I read thought that it would be too quick, but Apple did a smart thing by rolling it out first in a transparent way on the iPhone. And so when you install High Sierra, I'm guessing what will happen is, is that you'll get an option that says, We'd like to update your boot drive to the new file system. This will take about 10 minutes. Go have a cup of coffee. When you come back, everything will be great. And I've got a lot of confidence now in Apple because file systems are tricky and require a very high level of expertise. But from what I'm seeing, uh, they've got it nailed. And so I don't expect to to see many headaches um, with uh, APFS at all. And so I will be the first to upgrade to APFS when I can. So I will let you know how it works out. I've got to install High Sierra on my MacBook, see what what it's all about. As I said, the very important thing about it here is that Apple's going to make it so seamless, other than having to wait, you'll barely notice it. You'll barely notice it. That's right. Then, of course, he's showing you this thing here where supposedly you could just make a copy of a file instantaneously. But isn't that more about making an alias to the original, kind of a, a modified kind of alias? It's not physically copying data because it's not going to be that much faster. Yeah, in a way, it kind of is. Uh, I don't remember the technical term that related to that kind of copy, but it's, it's, certainly, a, uh, it's certainly a nice feature of the operating system as opposed to waiting around forever for these progress bars while you duplicate bits. Yeah, that's going to be nice. Well, I can't wait then. It has to happen tomorrow. Now, understand that the betas for Mac OS Sierra did include the optional early version of APFS, but unless you're a developer, I wouldn't recommend it. Didn't work on fusion drives, boot drives, you know, that kind of thing, time machine. I'm also wondering here with this new file system that supposedly makes backups faster, are they going to do some changes for time machine, not just to support the new operating system, but in the way it works? Well, I think my my guess right now is, is that because APFS doesn't have hard links, you can update your boot drive to APFS. And I think, I'm not sure, that you'll be able to keep your external drives running Time Machine with HFS+. Now, if you want to update your external drives to APFS also... That's what I'm thinking about, right? Then Apple's going to have to figure out a way to deal with uh, a next-generation Time Machine. And I'm inquiring about that, but I haven't found the answer yet. And remember here, too... 
Apple will still have to support drives formatted in the old way. And that's going to be the same thing back in the days when we had HFS and HFS Plus. There's going to be a transition period. And during that year or two, you're going to have to have pretty good compatibility or forever, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be fairly seamless because, you know, you, you just can't have people losing their data on their drives because you've updated the file system. So uh, Apple must be pretty confident that they can roll out APFS as the default. I, I, I think it's not going to happen unless you ask it to do in, in the upgrade process. In case there are situations where people just aren't ready yet. That's my guess. But go ahead and do it. I know I will. And as I said, there's, Apple's had so much feedback. Apple has a feedback mechanism within iOS and macOS, if you turn it on in, this, in the privacy settings, where they can analyze problems and look at logs and, 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 look at, and, and get information uploaded to their servers for analysis. And so uh, I haven't heard anything about any kinds of problems with um, iOS 10.3, which has already upgraded your phone to APFS. So I think we're good to go. We're talking here about hundreds of millions of devices, and many of them are running APFS. Right. Who could have thunk it? <laughs> so whatever they do with the Mac, it's going to be pretty seamless. But I still think, you know, unless you have brand new hardware, there's going to be an issue of being asked if you want to do it. And there may even be some Macs where it doesn't work. I know with the beta of High Sierra, there are some terms and conditions that supposedly will be fixed later on. Yeah, I haven't downloaded High Sierra yet. I'm going to be doing that soon. So I'll be checking that out. So now you're going to get High Sierra with a little help from your friends? <laughs> uh, you're talking about living in Colorado? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of jokes made about high Sierra for quite a while, especially isn't California thinking about um, making recreational marijuana, if you want to get into that legal, just like Washington and Colorado. I'd heard that. I haven't followed it, but there you go. We're talking about the operating system. There also is going to be support for H.265, which is better video compression. I'm but the hardware acceleration is limited to the sixth generation Intel core processors or later. So it won't I'm, work I'm, on most Macs. I'm glad you brought that up because I saw an interesting article that suggested that uh, the movement to H.265 HEVC high efficiency um, something coding is required for 4K. And so modern Macs will be able to play back 4K. As soon as that's in place, Apple can start offering 4K content. And as soon as that's in place, then we'll see a fifth generation Apple TV that supports 4K. So it's all coming together. I, I predict... I make a lot of predictions. I predict we'll see a 4K Apple TV this Christmas or in time for the holidays or in time for the Thanksgiving shopping period and then on into Christmas. That's got to happen because look at this. The fact is that 
most TVs sold nowadays are 4K. Even yeah. cheap sets are 4K. Yeah, you can't. You can hardly buy um, a TV bigger than what 28 inches that isn't 4K. I think I saw a bit in Costco looking around, and some of these smaller TVs for like $200 are still HD. But yeah, you you can't buy a big HD TV anymore. So we're we're really getting into the prime time for 4K television sets, and there's so much stuff that's now immature. You know, HDR is pretty standard. People understand it better than they used to. So, you know, the early 4K TVs didn't have HDR, so that was kind of a gotcha, high dynamic range. That's one of the reasons why I wouldn't recommend it originally. we got more to come with John Martellaro. One more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hi, John here again. After another month of being on several supplements from Synergistic Nutrition, including Synergy One, the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, and other supplements, I've lost another 10 pounds for a total of 20 pounds. My belt size has been reduced by one and three quarter inches. My knees don't ache as much anymore, and I'm walking my dogs twice as long as I did a month ago. I sleep very well and have a lot more energy. I noticed that when I cut myself accidentally, that I was bleeding much more profusely and that the blood was bright red. Previously, I didn't bleed much at all. It was dark red in color. So I know this protocol is working to keep my blood healthy. Additionally, I now have the energy to do calisthenics several times a week in addition to the extra walking. My hunger has been reduced a lot. I take two shakes a day, one with each meal. Call Synergistic Nutrition at 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. That's sacredseedoils.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
rotation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So we continue with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live talking about expectations for a 4K Apple TV, HDR support, all that stuff. But still, you know, streaming video is streaming video. Not quite sure what you mean. Streaming video, there's just so much they could do with getting really good quality better than HD. Well, the iPhone shoots 4K video. Um, I'm talking about streaming on Netflix and all that stuff. Oh, well, you know, Apple's kind of behind Roku and Amazon and they're in their set-top boxes in that regard. And it's, it's time for Apple. Again, going back to the WWDC keynote, Apple seems to be fired up now. They're tired of, of being the last man out of the gate with the technology. And and so the punctuation of the new enthusiasm for Apple, WWDC, and all this new hardware is a 4K Apple TV. Uh, Christmas of 2016 may have been mildly, but not a lot premature for HDR because there's HDR technologies that are changing. There are still being introduced additional HDR technologies by some manufacturers and so but basic but basic HDR 10 and Dolby Vision those two you can't go wrong with that those are pretty standard so it's a point also that even if you don't see much of a difference with 4K because you don't have a big enough set you're not close enough to the set HDR oh, you'll see the difference that's what HDR is designed to do. I'm pretty sure that HDR was introduced for precisely the reason you just mentioned, and that is that you have to sit pretty close to a 4K TV to take advantage of the retina effect. But when you look at HDR, which is a wider brightness range uh, and higher brightness levels, you immediately see the difference. Uh, if you look at an article that shows a standard 4K TV next to a TV that's H- HDR capable, you'll see a much broader 
range of colors and brightnesses that looks more lifelike. You need to combine that with with a 10-bit color instead of 8-bit color and combine that with a, a fully fleshed out color gamut, DCI-P3, so that you have more colors available. You know, I, when um, you say gamut, I'm thinking of Dr. McCoy in Star Trek. Gamut, Jim? <laughs> uh, right. I'm a TV repairman, not a doctor. <laughs> So there's never been a better, I I hate to say this, but this is the year 4K. If your TV is getting old, there's there's great prices on 4K TVs with HDR. Just make sure they uh, adhere to the the standards for HDR10. Uh, And there's a sticker on the box from the HD Alliance that guarantees that it meets the, the minimum standards. Also now there's the new standard for broadcasting. 4K hasn't taken effect yet, but it's going to mean new tuners. Except it's funny here. Some TV sets are not really TV sets, they're TV displays. So, for example, Vizio has a lot of displays, not TV sets, meaning they don't have tuners. Well, you know, that's that's part of the, the cutthroat competition of the TVs is that we're all geared towards Internet television and not too many people have the luxury um, or the interest in doing over-the-air TV, which requires a conventional tuner, because you know over-the-air TV doesn't provide things like a DVR where you can record. Although there is a um, what is it, the Romeo device from what's the name of the company that does the original DVR? TiVo. Yeah, TiVo has a DVR called Romeo where you can record and play back and edit over-the-air recordings. It has a coaxial input for antenna and, and a tuner. So, But that's pretty rare. That's that's esoteric stuff. I think most people would say, you know, who've cut the cord, they're happy with their Roku box or their Amazon Fire or their Apple TV, and they're not thinking about having a tuner. So why put a tuner in there? If you're not going to use it, it's just a waste of money and cuts your profit margins. And the thing, if you need a tuner, there are maybe $50 to buy one. Yeah, it's just something to look for when you're uh, buying a 4K TV. If you you are committed to an outdoor antenna that brings a coax line into the house, you want to make sure you do have that tuner. Yeah, I'm looking now to see what it costs at uh, Amazon. I think it's about $50. Okay, TV tuner. Ah, digital converter box, TV tuner for Windows PC. No. Okay, digital TV converter box. That's the tuner. $30. What do you think? Yeah, that's pretty good. So why put it in the TV if you don't need it? Here we go. ATSC digital converter box. That's what they are. $30. Here's one for twenty three ninety five. So <laughs> I mean, pretty, yeah, you know, if if you think cool. you might, you know, it doesn't matter. They're trying to get these sets out as cheaply as possible. They're going to take out stuff that most people don't need. If you need it, it's cheap enough. But the best advice I can give you for buying a four K TV is is that don't pay too much attention to the latest and greatest because that's pretty minor stuff. 
if you if you need a new 4K, if you need a new TV and you want to buy a big TV, a 4K TV with HDR10, uh, and ho- hopefully Dolby Vision as well, and these are available from Sony and, and LG and all the other makers. Um, I'm not sure about Dolby Vision on everyone. Um, you can use this TV for years and years, and it's going to be a while before some of these exotic protocols kick in. And so it's fun to read about them. But I had David Katzmeyer from CNET on one of my pad co- podcasts a while back, and he said, you know, it's fun to write about. It's the latest and greatest stuff, but it's still very rare. So going with a mainstream 4K TV today with HDR, you'll be just fine. And we also have to look at the Ultra HD Blu-ray. There are a few of those around. Yeah, I read um, the other day at one TV website that um, about 1.4 million have been sold so far, which is either a lot or not very many, depending on how you look at it. Um, The thing to remember here is is that... um, if you uh, want to stream 4K TV, it's going to be highly compressed. Uh, so if you want a really, really, really good picture and, you like, and you're a sort of a, audio, a video file and a purist, getting a 4K Blu-ray player is a way to stream really high quality, not so compressed video to your 4K TV. John Martellaro, where can we find more of your stuff? I'm senior editor at the Mac Observer, www.macobserver.com. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the show once again. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, 
dollars, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So, since he's in a new home, we've spent a few moments trying to fine-tune, tailor the sound that Josh Centers is receiving we still might get some noise, but we'll see if we can work around it. So how do you enjoy your new home, other than the fact that your Internet service is not really up to par yet? Yeah, I'm liking it. it uh, you know, they freshly renovated it before we bought it, so you know, it has a new house smell to it. It doesn't smell funky like our old one does. And uh, it's got a very unique design, um, a lot of sunlight. Uh, we, we live out in the next to the woods now, so there's plenty of greenery outside the windows and... Uh, have a shop to do uh, various work in. So, yeah, it's uh, we're liking it quite a bit. Uh, we'll like it more once uh, all of our stuff's out of boxes. <laughs> all right. I understand that. I'm glad to, you have a new place, and congratulations. Eventually, you'll even Thank have you. Internet service that works. <laughs> I was able to watch the keynote the other day, but uh, just barely. Yeah, I listened 
on my iPhone, I had enough extra data to accommodate it. And I was on my travels and I did listen to it through the hands-free system in my car as I was driving. I couldn't see the pictures, but I heard it. And I didn't expect so many Macs to be introduced in one segment. (laughs) It's like Apple tried to make up for last year. So let's look at this. So in 2016, Apple introduces early in the year a minor refresh for the MacBook. In October, it's the MacBook Pro with a touch bar. Very controversial. iMac, what's that? Mac Mini, what's that? Mac Pro, it's been so long I forgot that they even exist. (laughs) And then this year, nothing's happening, but Apple says that pros have the love, in so many words. And they have this meeting or roundtable with a handful of tech journalists in early April. There's going to be a new Mac Pro, but not this year. A new display, but not this year. They mentioned something in a single sentence or two about Mac Mini, liking the Mac Mini. And then they said there would be an iMac with Pro features. But I sure didn't expect what they did. But before I ask you about the surprise of Apple introducing just about every Mac update you'd expect for this year, what happened to the Mac Mini? wasn't even mentioned, was it? No, I, um, I suspect either one of two things. Either... They're going to wait and make it part of their Mac Pro external display story next year, whenever that happens. Or, and this is a theory I've proposed publicly on Twitter, they don't really plan to do a Mac Mini or even a Mac Pro. And they're hoping that the uh, iMacs, including the iMac Pro, satisfies people enough where they just sort of forget those things ever were promised or ever happened in the first place. Because... You know, Apple's whole thing, and this goes back to Steve Jobs, they want to sell you, uh, you know, what Jobs would call a whole widget, you know, and a, a box and a and a monitor that connect together. That's not a whole widget. That's two widgets. <laughs> you know, that's p- uh, bits and pieces. And ultimately, I don't think Apple wants to sell that. You know, I think, you know, they did it because they didn't have much choice at one point, but now that they're able to cram so much performance into such a small space, I, I don't I feel like philosophically they'd rather not do it. I do think there will be a Mac Pro if there's still enough demand for it, if the iMac Pro doesn't do it. Well, the one thing I did notice is Apple's announcement said specifically that a Mac Pro is coming next year and a new display. So they've promised and promised this thing. So even if the iMac Pro does well, there's a segment of people who will never buy an all-in-one computer. Now, it's very interesting here. I want to talk about this because I was reading a couple of articles. Now, during the presentation of the iMac Pro where it's introduced, it supposedly will ship by December, they pointed out that the entry-level model, $49.99, that to buy an equivalent model PC workstation could cost over $7,000. And I've seen some comparisons already, and they're able to get stuff that either comes without a display or is specced down where it's lesser specs than Apple has, and they can get the price close to 5000 But as of today, and we all know which Xeon that Apple's using, as of today, it's actually a very nicely priced computer. 
It's very competitive. It's ahead of most everything out there. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you want something that's all in one, and you don't have a display already, but that's kind of the kicker, right? You know, if you need the display, but uh, yeah, I've I've seen the same pricing comparisons. I think you have, Gene, and uh, the the hardware is is very fairly priced for what you get. I just wonder what the fully decked out version will cost. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably upwards of fifteen thousand dollars. That high? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, once you start adding, you know, higher tiers of SSD and you start adding more RAM to it and you, you know, once you get like all the Xeon processors you want in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you'll be very, I think it'll be very easy to make a $15,000 iMac pro. I mean, considering, considering it starts at 5,000. Well, I'm looking here at the price of an 18 core Intel Xeon E5 2697 version 4. Just the processor at retail, $2,800. Just the processor yeah. at retail. Now remember, Apple is not paying $2,800. They're paying, you know, $1,800 or something. I don't know what kind of discount they get. Yeah. Okay. Now, Apple charges $1,400 extra for each two terabyte SSD upgrade. But since you're getting a one terabyte upgrade, maybe it's going to be less than that. I'd have to look at the difference. That's going to add a couple of thousand dollars right there. ECC RAM is what? A couple of three times more expensive than regular RAM. Yeah, it's very expensive. So I don't know about 15,000, maybe 10 or 12. Remember here also, Intel also has a 22 core processor. But it's like close to $5,000. And I kind of think here that might be overkill. Well, I yeah, I think it'll easily, you know, once you start specking out, easily get over 10000 I, I still think it'll go, I mean, once you really deck it out, I think it'll be close to 15000 But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll just have to wait till uh, was it December they said this thing was going to come out? Exactly. And they mean like December 32nd. <laughs> December 32nd. Can you believe that? Okay. In fact, I'm going to look here right now. According to current pricing, if you want, say you have a terabyte SSD on the regular iMac and you want to go to two terabytes, it's $800. If it's got a pair of those or you're adding a second drive, it's going to be $1,400 plus the eight, $2,200 for that. Mm-hmm. The cost of the CPU, the faster one's going to be maybe $1,000 more or something like that. It's already, what, three grand? And then the memory, I'd say $10,000. When you add everything up, I think $10,000 is probably what the fully decked out version will cost. Now, once again, remember that you're trading off something with 18 cores as compared to eight. And that is the CPU clock speed is going to be lower, but you got more cores running and you better have the apps that support it because you're spending a a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for single core performance, you're probably better off with one of the uh, new consumer grade iMacs they announced. Exactly. That's an interesting point, which we'll get to. We're talking to Josh Centers of Tidbits. I want to say the other thing take control books, but they're no longer doing that. That, of course, is oh, Joe Kissel. I'm still. 
I'm uh, I'm still doing it, but uh, Adam and Tiny aren't. Well, they sort of are, but not really. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> not really, but this is really the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. My husband says, you are what you eat. Not true, dear. I did my research. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So I didn't feel the vitamins and supplements I was taking were effective. I didn't feel any different. Then I switched to Protovite, a liquid multivitamin, mineral, and phytonutrient complex. And wow, you've got to see the video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. This is Holly Thomas, Group Vice President of Cause Marketing for Macy's. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. That's why Macy's is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right 
wait to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So let's look at that here. Apple gets out brand new iMac and it's a kind of normal upgrade you expect to see a newer generation processor family you're going to see some more options like for example the two terabyte ssd so i priced that one up and i added everything on it and i got between forty five hundred and five thousand dollars if you stick everything on it uh but i believe uh one of the options they said for the imac pro is a four terabyte ssd so how much do you, how much is that going to cost well, they say four terabytes, but maybe a pair of twos because they don't have Probably. anything like that. Okay, I just optioned out the iMac with everything Apple offers, plus the Magic Keyboard with numeric keypad. And we've got here the 4.2 i7 processor, 64 gigabytes of RAM. If you buy it from Apple, it's really among us the expensive. So, you know, go to Mac sales or something. The... 2 terabyte SSD, the Magic Keyboard with Numeric Keypad, 5329. That's from regular iMac. Mm-hmm. But the starting price is still 1799. Right. But you know, if Apple sells a bunch of those decked out versions, there are tremendous profits in those. Right. Well, and also this is professional grade hardware, so everything's going to be exponentially more expensive because of that. Well, you know, there's certain reliability standards and guarantees and all that, so, you know, like the error-correcting RAM, and uh, I'm sure the SSDs in this Mac Pro will have some sort of error correction that isn't in the consumer grade. So it's it'll probably be a bit more expensive to deck it out. How much is a Mac Pro fully decked out? It's like eight grand, isn't it, even now? Yeah, it's probably between seven and eight grand. I could do it while we're talking. I'll deck it out. Or do get okay, out, depending good. on your point of view. In fact, to show you how fast you can do it at Apple, we're going to go to Mac Pro, and there you go. And let's see what Apple does. All right, Mac Pro, buy now. And we're now going to get, take the basic version, the second level up, which is a 3 gigahertz 8-core processor. We go to 12-core, which is the most powerful they offer. We get 64 gigabytes of ECC RAM. That's DDR3. It's DDR4, I think, um, probably on the new Mac Pro. A terabyte of solid-state storage. 
Gotta have the Magic Trackpad too. Gotta have yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Magic yeah. Trackpad too. And the Apple Keyboard. They don't include one there, but we're going to add the Magic Keyboard with numeric. Yep. Got, gotta have keypad. That. And the price is seventy two fifty seven. All right. That's what I got. Okay. This maxes out at twelve core, whereas the iMac Pro is going to max out at eighteen core. Just to let you know that. All right. So. This is a good holding pattern, but I think that people who are looking at this, if they can tolerate having an all-in-one, wait till December, if that's what they want. Yeah, this new iMac looks like it's going to blow the Mac Pro out of the water, you know, in terms of price and performance. You still think there's a chance Apple may just never produce it? I don't think so, because Apple made a huge deal. This is coming. I don't expect that sales are going to be great shakes, but it's going to be a flagship specialty machine and it's going to cost probably similar to the iMac Pro because it doesn't have a display. I also think here that the next Apple display will be not 5K but at least 8K. Oh, it'll have to be. It'd have to be. Or it may be 10K because you need the extra space just like you do with a 5K. For the same reason you have a 5K you have a 9 or 10K display to edit 8K movies because there are 8K movies. You have $50,000. I can point you to an 8K camera (laughs) to make movies with. Yeah, The movie, the Japanese movie Baraka, I remember when they remastered it for Blu-ray, they made a big deal out of they they remastered it for 8K. So it's effectively future-proofed as much as you can future-proof a movie. So, yeah, that's, that's totally a thing. Wow, 8K movie. I'm holding out for 16K, personally. Well, they have that, too. <laughs> I, just, I just don't have enough detail now. 4K just ain't do, cutting it for me, Gene. Uh, 5K, we thought, was quite a bit. You know, more Ks, the better. So the key here, though, is Apple is obviously making a huge investment in the Mac. Mm-hmm. Sticking the guts of a Mac Pro inside the case of an iMac, that's a decent engineering feat. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, why I'm skeptical about there being a new Mac Pro at all. Because yeah, but you see, even- they could use the same technology and develop a case that's a lot smaller than the cheese grater Mac Pro, weighs 20 pounds, no more, and say... We can use this. You can install the same number of extras inside as the original Mac Pro. But look how much smaller it is. Look how much lighter it is. Yeah, possibly. I, I, I still think, you know, if Apple could get away with not selling a box and a screen, they would love to do that. That's just not the space Apple wants to be in. They'll enter it if it's for the good of their ecosystem, but they will do so kicking and screaming and gnashing their teeth. Well, they already did that by just promising it. Yeah, Apple promises a lot of things. Remember how uh, FaceTime was supposed to be an open standard? (laughs) Right, but this here, I think Apple is going to be very cautious about betraying professional customers. I mean, they could make the computer and say, we only sold five or 10,000, it's not worth it, and then use that as an excuse not to sell it and maybe add a little bit better upgradability with the iMac Pro. I suppose that's possible. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that we'd like things to turn out that way, you know, assuming the iMac Pro is a hit, and I think it will be. And, and you know, I'm with you. I don't think it would be smart of them to uh, betray their pro users. I just think, you know, if they could get away without, you know, having to sell them a separate box and screen, they'd love to do that. They, they want to sell you a whole widget, whether that's an iPhone, an iPad, a watch, or an iMac. They, they want you to sell you, you know, a thing that's all together. And, uh, and that sort of conflicts with what pros want, because, you know, if you're a professional, you get one nice big screen that you're used to, and, uh, you know, you want to keep that and just, you know, add a different box to it. That also, also saves you and your business money, you know, but uh, that's, that's just not the way Apple likes to do things. Now, think, though, an 8K Apple display or 10K, whatever, and there is one right now, I think Dell has one. I think it's close to $5,000, 8K. And it's, I think, not even shipping yet. An 8K or 10K display, a completely decked out Mac Pro, we're talking about fifteen or $18,000. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sounds about right. So the old Mac Pro was 3000 The iMac Pro is 5000 I would say, that I'm going to predict... That if they do, in fact, release a new Mac Pro, I predict just the box itself will be $5,000. It'll probably be another, and that's base model, and it'll probably be another $5,000 for every display they include with it. Won't be a cheap display. And the point you have to see here, it has to be a legitimate step up from the regular iMac. Remember, the regular iMac, up to four cores, will always be faster than the Mac Pro or the iMac Pro. Right. Right. Well, it just depends on your applications. You know, if you're doing, um, you know, you're doing. If you're like a programmer and you're compiling programs and you're doing that in such a way that requires a lot of threads, um, you know, yeah, you could use those 18 cores. If you're, um, you know, making movies and uh, you know you're using an app like Final Cut that's up in such a way to take advantage of all those cores, then yeah, you're going to want those cores. You know, but for the the typical. You know, even even not so typical home user, more than likely, yeah, you'll be better off with something uh, that has fewer cores because typically they have better uh, performance per core than uh, than the, the uh, like the you know huge Xenon processors. You get way more uh, gigahertz out of each core. The um, you know these Xenon processors, I mean, they're, they're fantastic if you need. You know, if you have the kind of multi-threaded applications that they can take advantage of all those cores, but if you don't, uh, they're actually kind of inferior. Well, the key is here is that Apple certainly is showing a commitment we didn't think they had. And getting all the Mac updates, most of them, out of the way, even if something isn't shipping for this year, is something also quite new. But let's look at some of the other things that Apple's bringing to the table. Now, they also introduced... The rest of the iPads for this year, being the 10.5-inch iPad Pro and the 12.9-inch version. And we're going to get to more of this in a moment on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. I'm Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Josh Centers of Tidbits joins us. We're looking at Apple's WWDC announcements. What else is there? And I'm looking at the iPad because I think one of the criticisms I always have is that for actual productive work, it's not so good. And I'll mention a couple of things I suggested. Better multitasking and access to the file system. This is before Apple's announcements with iOS 11. Access to the file system. Now, obviously, the new iPads that are shipping now, the 10.5-inch version, 12.9-inch versions, are shipping with iOS 10. But with iOS 11 this September, they get better multitasking. They get a dock that looks like the dock on the Mac. And they get a files app that kind of like sort of giving you a finder Mm. on iPad. So to improve multitasking on the iPad, where do they go for influence the Mac? Josh? Yeah, and uh, in many ways, the multitasking, the drag and drop on the iPad—at least from what I've seen so far—I haven't, you know, had any personal experience with it yet. But it seems to actually be uh, more advanced than what you could do on a Mac because the drag and drop, the, you know, the way you can manipulate things is just a lot better. You know, for instance, on the Mac, you know, you a lot of times you select something. You drag it into another app. Uh, maybe it works the way you expect. Maybe it doesn't. Well, on the iPad, just about every time, it does what you think it's going to do. You know, you select text, you drag it somewhere, it drags over his text. The multitasking, the interesting thing about it is, so they set it up now in iOS 11, 
where, you know, before you can only select like one thing at a time. Like, you know, this, this was really bad if you're trying to put a bunch of apps into a folder. So you could only like select one app. Now, in, um, and this is iOS 11 wide, but it's most pertinent in multitasking. So whenever you select anything, for whether it's for drag and drop uh, between iPad windows or panes or whatever you call those, or moving apps, once you select one, you can tap other items. And they said this in the, in the documentation, the developer documentation, with as many fingers as you have. <laughs> so, you know, if you have 20 fingers somehow, you can, you can select 20 things at once. But just as many things as you can select with your fingers, you can drag and drop now, which is, which is pretty impressive. And in addition to that, this dock for the iPad, it doesn't have the traditional separation on the side that the Mac does. It has, you know, the, the trash can and we can hold documents and folders and such. Instead, it has a section where it tries to predict uh, what app you're going to want next, which is interesting. So we're seeing some of those AI features uh, the machine learning stuff coming, you know, into the basic user interface. I'm guessing we'll probably see that stuff start coming to the Mac. I figure there'll be a back to the Mac movement at some point, and these uh, docs are going to converge. Well, interesting thing here about the iPad. Apple says that a notebook with a touch screen is like the refrigerator and the toaster oven. So an iPad, you stick a keyboard on it, and you work on it, and now you've got a toaster oven and a refrigerator because you still have the touch screen. I was thinking here, Apple should do, and I, there might be third parties that do some of this already, is you build a smart keyboard and there's a slide out. And the slide out contains a trackpad. So you get a traditional input device and then you are indeed converting an iPad to a notebook. It's not the hybrid two-in-one. What say you? You know, it's just one of those things, uh, you know, over time, I think this is going to take a very long time you know, iOS become you know, and the ecosystem becomes more Mac-like, and and we saw that at the keynote. I mean, we saw basically the Mac dock coming to the iPad, and over time, the Mac becomes more iOS-like, as we've seen with the Touch Bar on the MacBook Pro and things that have evolved in macOS over the years, and uh, the keys getting flatter and flatter until it's almost like hitting a touch screen. I think we'll just get, we're just going to get to a point. It may be as soon as five years from now. I don't know. But I think we're getting to the point where you're not going to be able to tell a, at least a portable Mac apart from an iPad. Right now, we're just in a very, very clunky time. And, and this is true uh, as much for Microsoft as it is for Apple. Because, you know, Microsoft has kind of tried to solve this problem. And they've had a number of failures along the way as well. You know, they've tried to make it so Windows is both a tablet OS and a desktop OS. And Apple's taking the approach of, you know, iOS is slowly becoming a desktop OS while, you know, Mac OS is slowly becoming a mobile OS. And they're kind of meeting in the middle. You know, what comes down to me, for the whole deal with the iPad Pro, and, and these new features look awesome, and the new 10.5-inch iPad Pro looks awesome. The problem for me, it still comes down to software. I mean, it just comes down to the apps available. You know, if you use Office, you're in good shape. But if you're like me and you use and like a lot of pro, a lot of pros just use oddball apps, and a lot of times they use custom apps. And so you know, if you're like me and you need like BB Edit, that's not an iOS. I need a Nicest Writer Pro, that's not an iOS yet. You know, I need Audio Hijack, uh, that's not an iOS yet. I mean, there's stuff I could probably use to replace it. But um, and, you know, I also have these custom Apple Script apps. I have these custom apps. Uh, you know, people have built for tidbits and so on and so forth, that, uh, you know, until 
I can use those or until I, those translate somehow to iOS. The iPad Pro isn't, you know, it's not a laptop replacement for me. And I'm sure that's true with a lot of professionals as well. I think the biggest disappointment about the iPad at the keynote was that Apple has, it's been years since Apple has introduced their own software to showcase the iPad's capabilities. You know, they had numbers, pages, keynote from the start to demonstrate what the iPad can do. But where's Final Cut Pro? Where is Xcode? Where's Logic? Where are these uh, professional-grade apps that Apple could bring to iOS to show everyone that, yes, this is the computer that can replace your computer? And they just haven't done it yet. And it's, it's, it's just very odd, considering you know, how much of a push they're making for the iPad to be a professional uh, platform. Uh, you know, they don't seem all that invested in it. You know, with the iPad, what I see is something I would like to try on the road if I could, but I can't. It's not because I can't do a lot of the stuff I do, like Microsoft Word or email, and having the keyboard helps, although I hate the keyboard. It is I can't do this show on it. I can't run Skype and capture audio from multiple sources. Because sandboxing doesn't allow that kind of app. An app that could communicate with other apps, communicate with, say, USB and grab the mic off the USB, grab the Skype signal, put it together, and allow you to edit. Editing, you can edit audio on iPad. And that might be nice. But the audio capture doesn't work yet. As I said if Apple allows that kind of exception or entitlement, whatever they call it, when they allow that to happen, like a rogue amoeba can say, here's audio hijack for iPad. Suddenly it opens up vistas. I say, you know what? This is cool. Maybe it's worth my while to take my wife's iPad with me on a trip and try to use it. You know, keep my old MacBook Pro in the case. But you know what? Let's see if I can actually do my radio shows. I mean, I'll have files. I'll have access to the file system. I'll be able to, you know, upload an iCloud. I'd like to be able to use FTP, though. I'd like to be able to send my files to the radio network. Yeah. Because right now what happens is when we do this show, we record each segment as a separate file, 12 segments. When you hear it, the network is setting it up with a computerized system that inserts the commercials and all that stuff. And if you're listening to the live feed, they're also giving you news blocks on the hour. They do that. I send them 12 files. How do I do that on iPad, even if I can produce the files and edit them? Can I send files via traditional FTP? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I don't use FTP a whole lot. I believe, uh, isn't Transmit available for iOS? I could be wrong. I do think that there are some FTP clients. Um, but, I mean, you're right in the, in the sense that, you know, it used to be so hard to um, get one app to see what the what another app has, you know, in terms of uh, files. And so now, I guess, at least in theory, I guess we'll see how well this files app can do. You know, something like that should be possible. Uh, I guess I was wrong. I thought there was a version of Transmit for iOS. I guess there isn't. Now, I oh, no, there is. There is, yeah, Panic makes Transmit for iOS. It is $10. It works on iPhone and iPad. we got more to come so, on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite 
Graphics App. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Tyler, time to go for our family walk. Uh, just let me nap a little longer. You promised we'd get more active. I know, I know. How come you're so ready to go? It's Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where'd you get them? I ordered them from Superberries.com slash radio, and right now we can get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus, we can save $4 at checkout. I can't wait to try them. I'll get the dog. I'll get the kids. <laughs> Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, Panic, who, by the way, makes FTP apps for the Mac, evidently makes one for the iPad and the iPhone. Mm -hmm. I thought there might be one. So you see, I'm halfway there. (laughs) Got to get the audio capture app. Maybe we should talk to Paul Kafasis of Rogue Amoeba and say, Paul, if Apple made this happen, could we do it? Yeah, well, I mean, it may be possible now that now that there's uh, file system access. I mean, I could just be talking out my hind end here. I think there is a way to pipe audio in iOS now, and there has been for a while. Because I know you can, you can use GarageBand to record uh, audio from third-party apps. I don't know if Apple allows that for all developers or if it, that's simply... Uh, something Apple has uh, set aside for itself, or why? Well, I'm going to ask about that. Let's talk to a developer and see. Any developers out there, communicate with me, okay? Let's find out if this is possible, because if it is possible, it opens up a host of fascinating possibilities. Well, Audio Hijack 3, I think, would be terrific on an iPad Pro. I mean, that's an app made for uh, iPads. I know it fits in here with the drag and drop and the everything. So I will indeed check with Rogue Amoeba. Have they heard anything? Is this something that could be done? If it was something that could be done, could they do it? Or would they do it? That'd be fascinating. Yeah. And well, see, I think that's, I think there's two things here with developers in the iPad is that a, um, there's a real monetization problem because Apple has made it so uh, people don't expect to pay as much for the apps. And if they do, you know, if they do pay for an app, they also expect an iPhone version, which is more for the developer. Um, I mean, some of the, some of the, some apps like this work. Like for instance, you have Scrivener on iOS, but it's like it's twenty dollars, which is pretty expensive for an iOS app, but it's pretty cheap compared to. Uh, at least last time I checked, the Scrivener for Mac, which uh, I think $50, something like that, probably more than that. And then the other problem is that, and, and Apple is working on this, is the problem of not having the capabilities there for developers to do the stuff they need to do. You know, I mean, these limitations Apple tried to bring to the Mac through the Mac App Store made so a lot of developers uh, just didn't want to eat, like sandboxing. A lot of developers just don't want to use the Mac App Store. So that's sort of a ghost town now. So Apple, you know, they're making it so it's easier to develop the apps. But, the, you know, the question at the end of the day for these developers is, you know, am I going to make money on this? And for a lot of developers, the answer is probably still no. And I'm not sure how Apple fixes that. I'm not sure Apple even has a plan to fix it. Because I think Apple's whole idea, at least with iPad Pro, is we'll build it and they will come. You know, if we build a more expensive iPad that's labeled as a professional model, uh, you know, developers will create professional-grade apps and users will pay a professional price. This is why I say if Apple wants that to happen, they're going to have to lead by example. They're going to have to be the ones to come out with Final Cut or Xcode or something 
and and charge a pretty penny for it even just to show an example of yes you can sell an app like this and you can sell an expensive app and people will buy it and it will also help break that market open and it will encourage uh, these developers we need on, on iOS. You know, if we want the iPad to be a professional platform, it will encourage those developers to uh, make it one. I think if Apple does really showcase apps, they're not going to charge through the nose because they've already set the example of making their apps cheap. Well, if they do that, they'll probably just never, never get uh, professional apps. Or if they do, it'll be like through subscriptions and other things. It won't be... Uh, you know, paid. And maybe that's the way Apple wants it. I don't know. Maybe Apple doesn't want, you know, people buying a $300 app. Maybe they want people spending $10 a month or whatever it is. But in that case, it makes you wonder, you know, why is Final Cut Pro so expensive? Why why aren't you subscribing to that? Well, Final Cut right now is $300. Logic is $200. And it's been years since they've been, you know, so-called major update releases that just keep releasing new features and don't charge you for it. And that's the other thing that went unmentioned when it comes to the App Store for developers, Mac and iOS, and that is handling updates. How do you handle updated versions except as a free update or you release a whole new version of the app, in which case the existing user who was already invested doesn't get a break. They're still not embracing the traditional upgrade model in their apps. You know, with all this stuff, okay, they've made $70 billion and all this other stuff. That's good. I'm glad that, you know, a certain portion of developers are making money. I'm so happy about that. But what about upgrades, paid upgrades? Do you expect that it's going to be like, I remember this with a graphics app that's no longer made for the Mac, where they said, we're going to sell it to you once and we'll support it free for the rest of your life. I don't think they made a lot of money after the initial sales, though. <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, Pixelmator is like that for the Mac. I got it on sale, and this is a an app that's very comparable to uh, Photoshop. It doesn't have quite as many of the newer, fancier AI-enhanced uh, features, but, I mean, it's, it's at least equal to the Photoshop I was using five, six, ten years ago. And I've got it on sale for like $15, usually sells for $30. I've never been charged for an update. I'm not sure how they make money, but, I mean, they seem they seem to do okay for themselves. Um, but, you know, if you have an app like, let's say, uh, OmniFocus, you know, in the Omni Group, uh, they invest a lot of money into um, not just development but also support. I know Smile's like that, too. Smile h- hires a lot of uh, customer and technical support people. Um, you know, so if you use those kind of apps and, and you, you pay well for them, but, uh, you know, you get all that infrastructure with it. And also Apple's part of Apple's problem is they keep trying to push a vision that doesn't necessarily match reality. And this is true, uh, in a lot of spaces, you know, whether it's, you know, how people use photos or it's how people watch TV or it's how developers make money from apps, you know, and, and, I think Apple has this idea, okay, you release the app, you charge a price for it, you know, and uh, either you sell in-app purchases, you know, but you don't do upgrades. I don't know, and I don't know quite why they want to do things that way. I don't know if it was like a vision thing or just totally accidental. But, um, you know, and for a lot of developers, you know, and I couldn't tell you honestly if it's, you know, things don't work the way Apple thinks they do 
or if there are just a lot of developers out there who don't have the vision to make it work. But, you know, I will say if you're trying to build a healthy and maintain a healthy ecosystem, you need to, um, you know, you know, it's, the problem is sort of an, an Apple's plate, all right? You know, if the, if the developers don't have the vision to make Apple's uh, system work well for them, you know, that's on Apple to fix it. You know, it, you know, because Apple's supposed to be the company with the vision. You know, you know, let these other guys make make the widgets and things like that for the platform. But you know, it's ultimately Apple's responsibility to make something that the developers can make a living from. We've got Josh Centers of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com is better than ever. I'm Pat Matthews here to tell you that buy, sell, makeoffer.com, the revolutionary site for buying and selling anything and everything, just up the ante. Go right now to buy, sell, makeoffer.com and click the sign me up button. When you do, you'll get the first month free and then it's just $9.95 a month to be a member forever. And you don't need a credit card for the initial setup. Create your own store on the site and sell whatever you want as long as it's legal, however you want, and sell an unlimited number of items. Create your own intro video to describe what your store is all about. Use Skype to see who you're buying from or selling to. Sell unused household items, as well as antiques, cars, televisions, collectibles, real estate. The possibilities are unlimited. Use social networks to promote your store right from our site. Remember, there are never any fees, no matter how much you sell. Become a member today. I'm a member. Get all your friends to sign up, too. This could become a great business for you. Sell whatever you want for the first 30 days, free, at buysellmakeoffer.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
documentation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME66 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME66 to 321321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME66 to 321321. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So here on the Tech Night Out Live, a couple of more segments with Josh Centers of Tidbits talking about the Apple developer dilemma. And developers, therefore, are expected to come up with all sorts of creative things. Apple is giving them tools. They're giving them SDKs up the kazoo. Here it is. Now you can develop apps for it. Now figure out something. So they've got to figure out something. And sometimes I guess they do. A lot of times I guess they do. Yeah, one of the most interesting new SDKs Apple has in, introduced with the iOS 11 is what's called ARKit. And ARKit is a development platform um, or a toolbox to help uh, developers create what they call augmented reality apps. The most famous of these is uh, Pokemon Go, which was a huge hit last summer. It's still pretty popular, but you know, it, you know its height was last summer. And the whole idea is you go to real-life places with your phone, and then your phone lets you know if there's, like, a, a monster you can catch there, someone you can battle there. And, uh, you know, you do that on the screen, but it overlays with the real world. So uh, AR has always been sort of clunky because, like, for instance, so in, in Pokemon Go, you throw a ball to catch a monster. It's called a Pokeball. And, you, you know, you throw it. And on the screen, so you're seeing, um, you know, whatever's in your camera's lens through the screen, but you're seeing the monster over it, you know, or the, you know, the Pokemon you're trying to catch, and you're seeing the ball you throw. And the ball, you know, you throw it, and it'll, it'll just bounce. But it doesn't matter what your camera's aimed at. Doesn't I mean, you could be looking at, you know, the sky, and it'll bounce off the sky. It'll bounce just like it hit the ground. The really cool thing with ARKit, and this is one of the things they showed at the keynote, is that... With AR kit, I don't know how they do this with just one camera, but somehow they're able to do this. 
it can detect where the ground is, and so the ball will bounce off the ground. It will actually interact, interface with the real world. And developers um, have been having a field day with playing with AR Kit. I saw uh, this one guy on Twitter. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, but he uh, he took some uh, characters from the Blizzard game Overwatch, I think it's called, and, and he put them in the he used AR Kit to put them in the real world. And probably the spookiest one he did was he put one of the characters in his kitchen at night, and so he walks in his kitchen and and this woman's just standing there. And uh, you can't see your face because it's dark. So usually when you do something like AR, you know, it doesn't understand what the lighting surrounding it is. It just, you know, flat, it just superimposes something over what you're seeing on your camera. But in this case, this character was standing, you know, on the floor, and you couldn't see her clearly because it was dark in the room. And, you know, AR kit was able to figure out, A, where the floor is, and B, you know, and also what the lighting in the room was, and, and warp reality <laughs> accordingly. So there's going to be some really interesting uh, uses for this, and it certainly seems to have sparked the imagination of developers, which I think is the best sign. You know, if you see uh, random iOS developers on Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere just, you know, making random things just to play with, uh, that's a good sign that AR kit's going to be a success. Well, this is the thing where they were saying, well, Apple is way, way behind in this. And suddenly they come out with this. And their argument now is that because of the ubiquity of Apple products on which it works, unlike, say, an Android smartphone where only the premium hardware can support this stuff, hundreds of millions of people will soon have access to the results of those creations from developers. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a suspicion that ARKit... Uh, has a much bigger potential story to it. I think it's the infrastructure for bigger plans for Apple. You know, you know just looking at the AR kit demos, you know, I'm thinking, you know, how cool would it be to have this technology in a pair of glasses? Or how cool would it be to have this technology in a car, for instance? You know, especially if you have a system that can intelligently, you know, and now think about this, you have a system that can intelligently figure out where the ground is, it can intelligently figure out where, like, a kitchen counter was. Oh, that was the other thing. This virtual girl is leaning against this kitchen counter in the dark. So if it can figure out where a kitchen counter is, it can figure out, um, and you know, what the light levels of a place are. I mean, just imagine what that could do for, say, a self-driving car. Or, you know, imagine you're in the car and you want to get directions, and instead of, you know, having this little screen you have to stare at away from the windshield, you know, what the directions are actually in the windshield itself. You know, what if you're driving down the road and you can follow, just follow the green path to get to your destination? You know, that's the kind of stuff I see AR Kit eventually doing. And I think that's part of the reason why Tim is so interested in it. Well, he said he was interested in it at the point where Apple was obviously quietly working on it. I want to get to something else, though, which makes it more personal. And that is just around the time of the WWDC and after, there were comments about Siri and how Siri doesn't stack up to the Google Assistant, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. And in fact, somebody was quoted in USA Today, no change, which of course is not true. If you look at Apple's list, there were changes. There was an article at one of the Mac sites saying, well, look what happened here. It was actually one of the Apple sites that said that some of the people who were with the Siri division left because they felt Apple wasn't making enough progress and people come and go. We understand that. It implied that Apple wasn't giving Siri attention. 
Suddenly, they're talking about Siri. Lots of things about Siri. Machine learning, more natural speech, stuff like that. So there's a disconnect here that Apple is promising better Siri. And these people are saying Apple's not making changes or letting Siri die in the vine. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I th- well, I think some of these uh, reporters, their sourcing probably is subpar. Or, you know, I mean, there might be people leaving the Siri team out of frustration, um, but you know, maybe for different reasons. I don't know. Um, I, I know Apple, you know, is a difficult company to work for. You know, I, I've used all of these systems. I have to say that in general, they're all, you know, about even. Um, they have pros and cons. You know, for instance, I fired up that new Google Assistant app for iOS, and when I first started using it, I was just blown away by how responsive and intelligent it seemed. Um, and this is Siri's downfall. Siri kind of stinks at basic queries. Like it, it has a hard time just understanding what you're saying. But where Google Assistant fell down when I was playing with it is in more complex tasks. You know, if I ask Google Assistant, you know, hey, what's in the news or, you know, what time is it? it? It has a better sense. You know, it's more responsive than Siri in that. But if I ask, you know, Google Assistant, hey, can you turn my uh, lights down in my living room to 70% or so? And, oh, can you make the bedroom blue while you're at it? And it's just like, what? Huh? And this is even after, you know, I've integrated with, you know, the Hue app and all that. So it should have total access to that stuff. And it just kind of when you start giving it complex instructions, it gets confused. Siri, however, handles those sort of complex things like a champ. And it's almost surprising if, you know, if you're used to, you know, how dumb Siri can be sometimes at the most basic things. But if you start really giving her some complex things to do, uh, it, it really understands, uh, it really does a great job of those. So, you know, I mean, I would have to set, you know, you know, I guess whenever uh, the HomePod comes out, I have to set a HomePod next to uh, you know, one of the Alexa, one of the, one of the Echo products, next to a Google Home. And I'm sure someone's going to do this. I won't have to do this. Someone will do it, and they'll you know test them all side by side. But anytime I've seen a side by side on YouTube of all these different devices, they're all about the same. The one big exception is, um, and this was linked to on Daring Fireball. Um, these guys were testing. Uh, CarPlay, like Siri's uh, use in CarPlay versus um, Google, uh, Android Auto, whatever that is. Right. And Android Auto blew, blew Siri away there. I mean, it, it was like a, Siri was a laughing stock there. Um, but in general, I, I find Siri is, is basically on par with, you know, with its peers. And hopefully they'll be even better with iOS 11 with all the extra smarts it's getting. The thing to also bear in mind is that any one of them will fail at certain tests. So if you design the tests not to be fair, but to simply favor the advantages of one over the other, you will always be able to predict the outcome. We've got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? 
Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment from TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. (laughs) I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
I can't say if these YouTube comparisons are fixed in that way to favor the advantages over the competition. But obviously, you want the voice assistant to be able to be flexible at everything. And right now, we don't know how good Siri will become because the iOS 11 beta is just out. The macOS High Sierra beta is just out for developers. It's going to take a while to really do those tests and see if it's improved. I'll tell you my biggest frustration with Siri, and this is something Apple could easily fix. I don't know why they, why they haven't. But before, what is it, iOS 4 or iOS 5 when they introduced Siri? But before that, they had a feature called Voice Assistant. And it worked the same way. It just wasn't quite as smart as Siri. But you could tell it, hey, turn the volume up, turn the volume down, uh, play the next track, etc. And it worked just fine. You can turn off Siri now and try to use it, but the, the voice assistant they have on the iPhone now is just incredibly dumb. I mean, there's not, no point even bothering. But the point I'm getting to here is that and this is especially irritating with the AirPods. You know, if I'm out in a field cutting hay or something and I don't have an Internet connection and I tap my AirPod and I tell it to turn the volume up because that's the only way you can do that in the AirPod without pulling your phone out, and it tells me, oh, I can't get on the Internet, so I can't control your volume because I have no Internet connection. You know, how ridiculous is that? I'm not saying everything should be available offline. Just the basic controls, you know, volume up, volume down, play, pause, next track, skip forward, you know, things like that that shouldn't need an Internet connection. Well, the thing I'm interested in here is, number one, seeing about Siri, but also this new speaker. Mm-hmm. The HomePod. The HomePod. We got the AirPod, and this is the HomePod. And we have to look at this. Apple's direction was to provide a loudspeaker with a voice assistant, whereas if you look at the comparison, for example, what you have is that Google and Amazon are selling a voice assistant with speakers. Mm-hmm. It plays second fiddle. I think it's smart on Apple's part because Apple is playing to its strengths. At least for the queries most people perform, probably cannot compete with Amazon or Google on the voice assistant front. You know, like I was saying earlier, Siri does well with complex stuff, but it it often gets confused by simple things. And most of the stuff I, I bet people are asking, things like Alexa, are very simple stuff for the most part. Things like, hey, Alexa, what time is it? Or, you know, hey, can you play uh, the Bee Gees or, you know, whatever. But what Apple does have, it does have, you know, engineers who are, who know how to build at least decent quality uh, earbuds and speakers and such. And they do have, you know, they did buy Beats. You know, you can say what you will about the Beats audio quality. But I think there are people at Beats who know what they're doing. Um, it's just that you know they tailor it for a certain uh, very bass-heavy sound. From everything I've heard from the HomePod, from all the tests I've heard about the HomePods, uh, even the most skeptical, jaded tech reviewers have said that the, the sound quality is excellent. It's you know equal to or exceeding Sonos, which I've never listened to, but I, you know for the price I assume is very good. So I think that's smart on Apple too. If you're going to sell. Something like this, you could sell the premium, which Apple, of course, has to. Cause that's just how Apple does stuff. I think it's smart to focus on their strengths. What I am going to be curious about—they kind of hinted at this. I've heard this from from well-connected people, 
is that there is a lot more the HomePod can do that they did not show at the keynote that will be revealed this fall. That's going to be interesting. And it, there's also apparently a lot more to be announced about the Apple TV coming this fall. And I can't help but think that those two are related because, you know, iPad event is usually the fall, right? Or at least it used to be. So, you know, the iPad's pretty much done for the year. I mean, you know, they got the base model, they got the pros, um, unless they have a mini or something. And there's usually some kind of music or entertainment event in the fall. So I'm, I'm curious if there's going to be a new Apple TV or something big announced to the Apple TV and probably announced alongside HomePod, the official HomePod announcement. And so we'll just see. I have some guesses what those things could be, but um, it's, it's something of a mystery. I do expect to see also a new version of the Apple TV. It's mostly going to be about 4K and HDR support. And Apple is probably going to try to demonstrate, you know what, we have better quality than these other guys. Yeah, and, well, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think probably where the AirPods will meet the Apple TV. And I had this idea, I proposed this idea on my blog, like my personal blog, like, I don't know, five years ago now at this point, about how, you know, where Apple could really do something interesting with home theater is to have a better sort of surround sound solution than what's there now. I'm willing to bet that the HomePod is going to end up if you put this in your living room, it's going to end up being your subwoofer and surround speaker. So you'll have, I don't know, whatever audio from TV or, or whatnot, and then you'll have the HomePod connected to it, and that's going to be act as your surround sound. Because one of the things, interesting things with the HomePod is that it can direct audio. It has so many speakers in it and all these sensors and things. It can direct audio to fill your room up. So at least in theory, you know, it can project sound in such a way. Now, maybe it'll be the entire solution for your Apple TV audio needs. I don't know. Maybe it'll project sound in such a way it creates the full 5.1 effect out of one unit. Uh, I think, I though, know, the but... ideal system like that would be one on each side of the TV. Yeah, but Because how do you that. deal with the center speaker? Because are you going to stick a HomePod in front of the TV? Or are you going to have one on each side of the TV? So I don't think they're going to expect people to buy several of these. It's a pretty expensive speaker. I don't know. I, I need to really look into this more. I'm kind of curious about that now. But I'm wondering if they haven't designed the HomePod in such a way. This is how my home theater is set up. Well, not at the moment because I only have like just the soundbar set up. So I have a 5.1 wa- uh, wireless soundbar system. So I have the soundbar. It's not really wireless, but I have the soundbar wired to the TV. And then it has a wireless connection to a subwoofer, which has wired connections to surround speakers. Now, that's very messy. That's a very messy setup. You know, so what if Apple's figured out a way with this, with this HomePod to project sound all, across, all over the room? And maybe, I don't know, there's probably someone laughing at me right now. This may not even be possible. But what if, you know, they can project sound all over the room in such a convincing way that you only just need the one speaker? Well, you know, I that think that's a- part of it. The key, however, is... You want the center audio from the TV to emerge from the front of the TV, not to the side. Not Do you have to put, therefore, the AirPod in front of the TV set or what? Well, see, what I'm saying is what if the, the, the HomePod can work in such a way where even if it's in the back of the room, it can make the, make the sound seem like it's coming from the TV. Well, then we'd have to have a special equalization adjustment to accommodate that. We'll have more to talk about with the possibility of HomePod and more. Josh Centers, where do we find more of your stuff? 
You can read my articles at tidbits.com and my ramblings at Twitter at jcenters and uh, my books at takecontrolbooks.com. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the guy with the red plaid shirt. Yeah, that's me. We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. It's called The Paracast. And this week at the Paracast at Paracast.com, we're going to talk about a book called UFOs Reframing the Debate with editor Robbie Graham and one of the authors, Robert Brandstetter. And they're talking about UFOs in a new light, not just spaceships from out there, but a strange phenomenon that can really affect people in unusual ways at Paracast.com. Also, check out the Tech Night Out Plus. Tech Night Out Plus is a special feature of the show. You can support the show and you can get a commercial-free version. All you have to do to sign up is check out the information at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot Prices start just $1.49 a week. It's worth it. People who complain too many commercials, we give you a low-cost way to get rid of them. Plus.technightowl.com. Josh Centers, congratulations on your new home. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, sir. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.